What's up, everybody? I'm JJ John J. Stramski. And I'm Jason Goff. And if you haven't heard, The Ringer has gone local. I'm bringing the fire. I'm bringing the rain from the Big Apple with my show, New York, New York. And I'm repping Chi-Town with my new show, The Full Go on All Things Chicago. We've got episodes three nights a week with all the reaction to the local teams and guests. Plus bonus episodes around all the big games and storylines. So whether you're uptown, downtown, in the burbs, or a transplant. Make sure you follow New York, New York, and The Full Go on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. Major, major news. Quite possibly the biggest in this. I guess we can call it a company. We talk for a living, get paid. So yeah, Ronick has a beard. Ronick does have a beard. Ronick has a beard. Ronick, there's your social breakout clip right there. It's, yet, just, it's just your face giving one word answers. I've, I feel like I people know. may have imagined oh. him. Oh, did Ronick say something? I'm sorry. You that talked was my over bad. Him. I didn't know what I said. Oh, no, it's okay. <laughs> Two words. a full sentence that time. Right. Ronick, you're doing it. Here's the thing no one has ever seen Ronick's face. I don't know. I've never seen him. What to expect. <laughs> I would imagine um, maybe people th- think, oh, that guy has curly red hair, or oh, that guy has. Uh, droopy left eye. No, you'd be wrong on all those. Uh, no, you know a, what he does have. He's a good looking young fellow with some facial hair. That's what he, I was going to say. I do the, can I do the rundown today? Oh my goodness. What a, what an honor. In a can tease. I do that? Yeah, please go. Run. It's easy. Let's just, let's just do it. We're going to yap for 15 minutes about a hodgepodge. Here's your, here is your official rundown. Hodgepodge. And then Chris from card ladder is coming on. I'm excited to have another card guy. Oh, by the way, where am I going to be able to see him? What up do here? you mean another card? Well, no, you're on the next third. level. You're on the next level. Oh. This is like somebody on my level. No, oh. You're next level. You know what I'm saying? No. Okay. I don't know where I'm going to see him, but I'm excited <laughs> to see him. Uh, so Chris runs card ladder, him, Christina, Josh. Yes. Um, they've recently bought up by Collector's Universe, PSA. Yes. It is. <laughs> <laughs> this is not the rundown, but it's fine. Keep going. That's it. That's the rundown. You are, we didn't even tell you the, the big rundown. picture. The now we're getting review? now we're getting into you take it away. I don't want to take that kind of thunder from you. Okay, that's fair enough. Uh, big picture. It's like the quiet picture there. It's picked up at the end. I picked it up. Big picture. Simmons texted me back. He's blowing us off next week. <laughs> we're gonna be in LA for an entire week. Guy tells me he's too busy to meet. That's but fine. You know what? He is kind of like a big shot, and do I I'm give, okay with that. Do like, we give our notice on air? Do we shut your notice that mouth. we love working that's here? What I was okay. <laughs> All right. And couple quick things. XM radio. <laughs> Satellite radio. I XM. Guess, I remember getting thing? so much crap for making the comment about XM radio. I don't even know it was still around. Yeah, Chris and Bill <laughs> were not thrilled with that. That's just a silly thing. I would never leave the ringer. They've been too good to us. All right. We're going to hit a couple things. And then we're going to get to Chris, get some in-depth state yes. of them. His is basically going to be a state of the union card market type review. Yes. Outliers. I'm excited. He's a super. He's That's, one of two people in the entire card world whose intellect actually intimidates me. Really? The only thing that balances things out, though, I have great hair and he's bald. I have a (laughs) good choice. I have a good wardrobe now and he wears a hoodie. So it's kind of about, but he is as intelligent a collector as you will find. And that is the only area in my life I will occasionally be uh, intimidated is by someone who is that much smarter than me. That's It's like talking to you with tech stuff. You should be a lot more intimidated whenever we talk about cards anything anytime we talk about tech crap or like financing i'm like this you said you were talking about an ethernet cord earlier today i said when you take the the cable the plugs into the wall yeah and that was you essentially said ethernet and that was great i smart um i think the people should also know that uh analytics if you are into those if you're into stats 
this is also going to be great for you. Cause that yeah. is one of my big things. And too, he's a collector. He's a sports fan. Yeah. I, I get, and I am kind of excited. I think there's a cool dynamic of something because it is interesting to have somebody who has even more card knowledge than me to kind of riff. We're going to keep him on for mailbag. Hopefully, unless he decides to leave, in which case I'll scrub all the audio. Yeah. All right. We only have like 12 more minutes. All right. We are, uh, we already the, did it. Yeah. But we, we went so long. We have to do it again. Big picture. God. Okay. <laughs> We have to talk about my Celtics. They're not really my Celtics, but they're a team called the Celtics, and I used to root for that team. I thought you don't care about sports on the Tom Brady's. I don't. That's okay. why they're not my Celtics anymore. <laughs> uh, they are now 10-4 and four in their last 14. I have a stat here. Tatum and Jalen Brown are just absolutely tearing. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. There we go. There it is. Absolutely tearing it up. And their card prices are super, super low compared to what they were because the entire league is, is just low. So 10-4 and four in their last 14. Mm-hmm. Tatum is averaging 26.4. Jalen's averaging 24.1. A combined 50.5 a game. Defensive rating is first in the league, again, over that course. Yeah. yeah. They're Isn't this finally hitting their stride. So you're you're pointing out how well they're playing, mm-hmm. and you're pointing out also that their card prices are remarkably low. Is this not the same thing that we saw with, like, Bradley Beal last year, he was doing so well. His team was his horrible. His team was bad. They are not horrible. They are still on the cusp of, they're kind of in the play-in round. The, the close. Seven through ten. But if the team was doing better, you think card values would be up? Or? I think now that they're starting to win more, yeah, for that sure. I think they'll, they'll see a rise. Must be a factor, though, obviously. Yeah, so give me a couple Tatum prices, because I have, I actually have probably, f- I bet I have 15 to 20 Tatum, just random gems. Okay. Again, interesting point with Tatum. He's from 2017, rookie year. Mm-hmm. So base is not bad there at current values because it's not overpopulated. Populations are not high. 5,400, 5,500? Yeah, so Prism. I mean, Zion, Luca, Trey, Ja, all over 20,000 population. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Jason Tatum's at 5,500. That's yep. still a big number. It's not insane. And that card's selling for 165 bucks. I mean, and it was at and it was at 400. This is two, over two years. This is getting to the point where it's almost not so, quite pre-COVID, but just about pre-COVID pricing. Pre-COVID pricing, we're using was, card ladder, by the way. <laughs> Pre-COVID pricing, it was it was down into like the double digits, like seventy-five bucks. Yep. But as soon as COVID started, it started hitting one hundred fifty to two hundred. Yep. We're almost back to that same floor, and this is the time I think we're going to start seeing attention in the entire. I'll be curious what Chris thinks about this. My contention is. Over the next month or two, basketball's the play. Mm-hmm. Football's done, attention gone. Baseball's not yet started up. Yeah. I, I think we're going to see a lot of attention, which in turn is going to lead to a lot of spend in basketball. So there's kind of four names that jumped out to me. Tatum and Brown are the first two. So I like his prism. Uh, he also has a hoops card. I mean, his PSA 10 hoops card is 50 bucks, the very top one there. Mm-hmm. $50 for a gem. The population on that thing is 3700 Granted, it's a paper card, but it's a $50 card. It's a PSA 10. It same, is. And we're seeing the same trend there. Almost yeah. the pre-COVID low, or yeah. high, the pre-COVID high, excuse me. Like, at what point do you start looking like this is a top 10 score in the league, almost maybe argument made top 10 guy in the league overall, heading to the playoffs? You know... So I, that's a, you think a decent buy then? I think Tatum across the board. Um, I, and I'm, I'm kind of familiar with Tatum's pricing, though. Okay. Um, I do want to know his PSA nine as well. I want to give guys a few options here because I'm going to guess that's 50 bucks. So I can go yep, 2017 9. prism PSA nine. Same. So same population as the 10 it's selling for less than a third of the price. 58 bucks right now. I don't hate that either. What's the silver doing? I'm just curious. So a silver PSA 10, I'm going to guess is 1800. Thousand. Oh, way low. Yeah. And but look at the pop there. 744. 744. I mean, 
I sold my nine, five silver for $1,700 last year. So at that point, PSA tens must've been doing at least three. I am so interested. I, I wish Chris was on here now. We can review this stuff with him as well. Yeah. It's just so it is crazy to see card pricing. Cause my, uh, my other thought about all of this is that NBA in my mind, which again is sports boy talking, not Jesse. I view this as, <laughs> did you, is that called going third and fourth person? Is that what that is? I, doesn't add well, when Michael person. says to Geo, <laughs> George is getting upset. I want to, I want Ronick to, to say this and maybe cause he's not either of us. Cause we hang in very similar circles. We do a lot of the same things to me. It seems like basketball has not been as prevalent in the media or as interesting this year than as it was last year, but I could be completely off base. I'm just curious. I'd like to contest that point. I mean, I played basketball at 6 a.m. and you were in bed at 8.30. <laughs> I'm not a, saying, no, <laughs> I'm just saying the overall, like, I, it just hasn't been as Ronic, what is your thought hot on of that? a topic to me. Is basketball a little bit cooler this year? I actually agree with you. Uh, I would say there's probably less storylines uh, because of LeBron and the Lakers being bad and the Nets not being as dominant. But that is true. I think mm-hmm. you just got to wait till the playoffs for the NBA always. So uh, it, it, the storylines really develop in the playoffs, and then the playoffs are like a big two-month-long thing with the NBA. So uh, it's tough to say. That is it true. Does, though. Your two biggest draws in the game. I think people are overall disappointed with what's going on right now, which, which is like you said, Lakers and Nets not doing as well. You got Zion that everyone had all these high hopes out. for out. You got uh, multiple other players and stories where it's just like no one's the rookie living class. up to the potential that they thought. Rookie class is good, but no, the hype has not been there like the past few years. Yeah. I agree. That's actually a good point. And I also think we've seen one of the most exciting NFL seasons. I, I yeah. do think that really has pulled away from it as well. So that makes me think though, with NFL about to be done. That's my and the playoffs coming up. Same thought. Are we? We are the same height. That is neat. Orange County reference. Why aren't you wearing any pants? <laughs> Had to run fast with the flames. Take the flames. All right, hit me with Jalen Brown. Because right. I, I think we're going to see this. And, and Jalen, I bought that, uh, his Prism. So he's 2016. I bought his Prism Silver BGS 10, which is pristine. Okay. I'm um, going to go out on a limb and say those aren't on here. Does he have a BGS 10 for his uh, silver? Negative. No. So his PSA is 600 bucks. I, I think the BGS is probably still 1200 range. What did you pay for it? I bought that and an Anthony Davis 9.5 base prism for 1100 total. So I'm, I'm up on the deal for sure. I, okay. I bought them at about 80%. I think they've both gone up. Um, so so that's like, interesting. The PSA 9 of the Jalen Brown is about not quite a fifth, but it, uh, maybe a fourth or so of the price of the PSA 10. Okay. Like so 2016 we'll prism. Yes. Yeah, so we'll go a little more expensive again, 2016. So silver prism population 243 selling for about 600 bucks. I mean, you would have to go back to when he was out last year for them to get that low. The fact that he's back now playing well, another guy I think is interesting. I'm sure there's, mm. there's got to be another cheap option here. Just go with his, um, just his base, if you would. Like, what's a base PSA 10 doing? Base PSA 10, 130 bucks, population under 1,000. I mean, talk about a drastic difference there, too. Tatum is one year later. His pop is 5,500. This guy's one year earlier, 822, selling for 30 bucks less. Are we getting he is the not, bottom? Now, he is not the star that Tatum is, although overall I would contend he is as good a player total because defensively he's unbelievable. Okay. Um, what's his PSA 9 on this card? Twenty. PSA. So this is 2016 Prism, PSA 9, Base. population 600. It's a $50 card. I just... It is interesting. It has seen a little bit of a right. It was $24, what is that, four days ago on the 29th? January 29th, yeah, it sold for look $24. At the other, look at all the other prices. All, all, all in the 40s, 50s. Well, this one was 35 30s. Yeah. Okay. 
So 36, 35. I mean, yeah, it's cheap. been hovering down. That's But the fact that it's now back up to 52, that's nice. At least there seems to be some market reaction to him playing well. So those are guys who are playing well. I'm going to skip the next two because I'm actually curious to get Chris's thought because the trade deadline is next Thursday, which is part of the reason Simmons is blowing us off. Nope. I'm, I'm over that, by the way. <laughs> I'm just not just, even, I don't even care about it. I don't even think about it on a minute-to-minute minute basis. There's nothing more personal than business. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm very interested to see. Maybe we can review with him Ben Simmons and Bradley Beal because okay. those have been two of the big kind of hotter names. All right. Um, deadline's obviously going to be huge. Well, then that puts us on to football. I have one more quick basketball note. Okay. Lonzo, people are finally posting up cards. Lonzo is signing his redemptions. He's a redemption in almost everything. People are actually getting cards back now. That's Hello. a great. That's a great sign. That is cool. Um, this is your note, by the way. Big <laughs> sports boy Jesse picture. I love Gibson. that I got this Jesse. news before you, even though we're in the same group chat where the in, where are we calling them interns still? Because they're paid now. I mean, do you not pay? I thought interns were just not paid a lot. Maybe well, that's Chris. I think, yeah. I think it could be both. Last well, Chris. Anyways, Max, uh, Max and Denton put together uh, a few messages for us this morning. One of them being Aaron Rodgers is one hundred percent officially. Coming to Tennessee to be on the Titans. This is not factual. Okay, well, all right. So let's get down to the story. The story is Aaron Rodgers is building a home in Nashville. He has bought property. He is starting to build. income tax. And according to sources. Low property tax. He is open to being the QB for the Titans. I don't. Thoughts? I can't stand him, but this is a crazy, talented offensive team. Mm-hmm. It'd be pretty wild to see him come here. If he would still blow it in the playoffs, but he'd he'd be fun to oh, watch. Oh, he wouldn't down here, down south, up north. It's cold. Of course, you want to you want to be done playing when a you're playing up north. But when you're down south playing, you're like, oh, I could play for all the way into March. I, you don't have to get out of the playoffs just because it's cold. That's what he's thinking now that he's in that. He might be saying that. I don't even probably know. Did I have that. a townhouse that maybe is he looking at you looking to get a townhouse, Aaron? Um so I Do mean, you think he's looking for more than two bedrooms and two baths? No. We've got a third house. He's a very simplistic man. Rental. Come on. Uh I think that if you were holding any of the Titans offensive line, Derek Henry, cough cough. I think that he's is a, only going to do him better. Back. Okay. Running back though, not is offensive not line. Off I meant offense. Okay, got gotcha. Offensive line. <laughs> That's my bad. I do know the difference between those two. I just want You're doing a real word good. flub. I think it'd be interesting if he gets traded to a contender like that. I think you'd see a crazy spike in his pricing just based off hype. So that's interesting to me. Um let's do one more segment because Chris is going to be here in a minute. I just want to do my weekly pickups and I have a new chase. I, I something caught my eye this week. Are we not like, doing the Tom Brady thing? What oh. I want to rub that in Chris's face because I think Chris okay. said he thought Tom Brady prices were gonna were gonna fall. I'm gonna save that. Okay, he's gonna right. insult him the whole time. No, that's gonna be good. Great. Good. And he's gonna be like, you know, I'm smarter than that's both how we of you get combined. More guests. I yep. do. Okay, uh, we'll do an Insta live right after the show, anyways, and show these off. My rookie auto thing I've been chasing. Mm-hmm. So I got a 1987 tops. This is the wood panel card. Card is graded a nine. Auto is a ten. Bo Jackson, the future oh. stars card. To balance that out, then I said, well, if I'm going to do that, I got to go with the football as well. So 1988 tops, just a Bo Jackson rookie when he's sitting in the Raiders jersey on the bench. It is just a gem mint 10 auto. Card's probably a nine. That looks pretty mint. Now, that one's pretty cool. Chris is in the waiting room. Chris, I'll be right there. I got another Griffey. I got his uh, 1989 scorecard. It's a 19, yeah, 1989 score rookie card. Again, just a gem mint 10 on the auto, blue Sharpie. I'm, I'm well, really I love that blue Sharpie. I'm digging this. And this next one is all about you, buddy. Oh, well, what do you know about oh, Shaq? This little Shaq O'Neal. This one's kind of neat. So this is a 2000, 1992 rather classic when he's doing the dunk in the else. Uh, the shot itself is cool. He's hanging off the rim that's and he signed it in silver ink. Silver marker. Yeah, that's cool. I think it's kind of neat. And then I got one Tom Brady, just randomly stupid cheap, uh, reactive green PSA 10. How much was it? Like a hundred bucks. And I paid quite a bit less than that. So I was happy to get, it. I got a real good deal. 
real quick and then we'll let Chris in. There is a picture and I've seen this before, but I've never paid a lot of attention. It's like a 24 by 36 has a picture of all the four major trophies from each, all the championships. Mm -hmm. And then below it has like kind of a headshot. So it's Bobby Orr, the all time great Bruin autographed mm -hmm. David Ortiz for the Red Sox autographed mm -hmm. Brady and bird. That's an actual card. Who makes it? No, no. It's a 24 by 36. Photo oh, I miss okay. framed matted. Uh, yeah. Is Somebody. Yeah. They're all autographed. Oh. Somebody offered that to me on Facebook. It's expensive, but I... How much? Tell me a number. Four grand was the offer, which is a little high for me. Really? That seems pretty good. It's not bad. I'm thinking about it. You know what? Go Maybe watch our YouTube Chris show, by the way. Bobby <laughs> Witt was on the show. Go watch it. All right, let's get Chris in here. Um, no, before... We'll all right, fine. Just let Chris in. I'll announce the winner later. Then we'll test audio and do all that. Yeah. All right, so this was the highly anticipated... Wasn't that anticipated? We didn't market it very well, but no, it's here. We did. So we'll Chris, the CEO of Card Ladder, has joined us in his ever popular Bill Belichick black hoodie. Chris, welcome in. Thanks, guys. This is the Bill Belichick of the <laughs> hobby? Uh, the cutoff <laughs> is coming soon, so stay tuned. This is a fitting comparison. I said beforehand, I normally would never, I, I would never compliment you to your face. No. I told Jesse and the audience, Chris and his partner. Josh are some of the only people in the hobby that I feel like are not only smarter than me, but I almost get intimidated by. And I However, think include Christina in that as well. Yeah, but Christine is from up north. She's all right. It's okay. a little different. Okay. Me and Christina are fine. Don't worry about me and Christina. <laughs> okay. Uh, but so basically, Chris, here's what we want to do first and foremost. I mean, we talk about car letter. We use it on the show all the time, obviously. But for those who have had their head in the clouds, could you kind of just give us like a quick you know, what is card ladder? What's the point of that? You know, how'd you come up with it? Whatever. Take it wherever you want to go. Well, first of all, Mike actually schooled me the other day on Clubhouse. So let's just give respect where it's really? due. Really? I don't remember. I was, I was talking junk about Joe Burrow. And then I said, man, something oh. like, uh, he, you know, he's barely better than Joe Flacco. Oh, and then Mike says, wait a minute. Didn't Joe Flacco go off in the playoffs? Because he, he ripped my heart out Burrow? in 2012. Scumbag bird. <laughs> sure enough, Joe Flacco... 11 touchdowns, zero picks in that Super Bowl run. Wow. Uh, still holds record for most touchdowns in the playoffs. All right. So what's card ladder? <laughs> card ladder is just a, a giant amount of organized sports card data that we vet. Mm, I love it. And it, from there, lots of features flow, collection management, tracking performance of sports cards over time, indexes. But if you care about sports card data, the organization of data, you need and want to use data to help inform your decisions, whether it's historical or recent. That's what we do. Um, and what kind of plans do you guys have going forward? Is, is there anything you can talk about? Let us know. Huge plan. So one of the questions in the mailbag, not to scoop the question, was... What is going on here? On? What do you think you're doing, Chris? Look, what is happening? Jokester? <laughs> Golly. This is a Bill Belichick type of move, boys. <laughs> Go ahead. Scooping scoop the mailbag. <laughs> All right. One of the questions was, when are we going to expand the database at a more rapid pace? Well, Christine and I are currently training five researchers oh, this nice. month. Uh, so we're going to have five new researchers full-time next month, hopefully. And that should help us scale a database rapidly. But let me just say this too. We have this feature called sales history now, mm -hmm. which has over 28 million historical sales. And just ballpark, it probably has prices for a million unique cards. And if you click on any of the cards in sales history, we're going to give you a price estimate for the card at its current value. So even if you can only find one comp from 10 years ago, we're still going to give you a rough 
estimate of where that card is probably at value-wise today. So even though we have 21,000 in the full-blown ladder database, we now have this sales history feature that's giving you a million more. And if you want to add any sale that you see in sales history to your collection and card ladder, it's one click away. Oh, yeah, that's so, cool. So this was the game changer for me because that's been my complaint. That Really my only complaint. Some of the cards just are not in there. You know, you're adding as fast as you can, but yeah, they're just not there. As yep. soon as the sales history thing came in, and I know in general on the latter, this is the case, in sales history, is that only eBay sales or does that include everything as well? Auction houses, all that. 15 platforms yep. are included from eBay. eBay is the bulk of it, but Golden, PWCC's monthly, weekly, vault, fixed price sales, even the private sales that get reported to us, they are all dumped into sales history. Yeah, so this is the big oh, difference. Cool. I mean, we talk about 130 point, which is cool. Like 130 point gives you an idea, but but yeah, you're limited to just eBay sales at that point, which is not always as helpful. So the sales history thing has definitely been a game changer for even if your card specifically isn't on the ladder, you can find what it is. And then you get the card ladder, um, you know, guesstimated value, I guess. All right. Exactly. And, Shout out to 130 point too. That's a great site as well. Um, killer plug. They are a sponsor and the only place to get a discount on membership is through our website. I thought you were talking about 130 point and I was like, bro, <laughs> if you've been cashing checks, By the I'll way, burn this thing down. point is doing such good work. Um, go to the website, sportscardsnonsense.com if you want 15% off your membership. Okay. To card ladder. To card ladder. Because uh, I stepped all over that promo. <laughs> Thank you, by the way. Um, sure. That being said, can we talk about analytics for January? What's going yeah, on in the card market? Oh God, What's Chris, happening? Chris, okay, you can't see this. Chris's face just lit up when you said the A word. <laughs> Analytics, he just got giddy like a child. I, I yeah. gotta say, when you put out the indexes on here, like I love that kind of data and I love to be able to be able, not only have it, but then sort it and I can go through and determine not only a single card, but all cards for an individual player. Anyway, continue what's going on in the market. Yeah, well, that's just where I'm gonna start, Jesse, is with the indexes. So what, what sport, I don't know if you've looked at them today, but what sport do you think is absolutely killing all the other sports over the last 30 days? It's gotta football. be football. It's football, man. Football as a total market is up 16%. That's, That's unbelievable. Crazy. I've never seen that happen over Sheesh. the span of a month. What is the least sport. performing one of the, like the major baseball, basketball, football? It's basketball. That's what we were just talking about before you came on. We were just saying how the like lease or it just doesn't seem like it's performing well right now. Dude, basketball's in a in kind of a rut right now. And I think partially because football has just sucked all the air out of sports fandom. It's one of the Agreed. best seasons we've seen. Yep. Maybe that'll change with basketball once this football season's finally over. But but even basketball's up one percent over the last month. I'm oh, actually okay. surprised to see that. Okay. Um, if real fast too, can you just explain again, just kind of brief what the index is on there? Cause that's right on the homepage of card ladder. Yep. So the, we've got indexes for, I think eight different categories. Plus we break them out into high end, mid range and low end as well. And the indexes for the categories are like basketball, baseball, football, stuff like that. The indexes are total market indexes. So we have about 11,000 basketball cards in card ladder. All 11,000 are used to compose that particular index. And so if it's baseball, there's fewer, it's like around 3,500 baseball cards. All those cards are compiled together to compose an index. So this isn't like us subjectively saying, we're gonna pick 50 cards that we think are representative of the market, or we're gonna filter out you know, lower end or raw stuff. This is everything. This is a total market index snapshot. So we put the least amount of subjective judgment into it 
and we let people see how the market as a whole is doing. So this is when um, Josh Luber put out that white paper. He was taking most of his data. Was it from these index like graphs and things like that? Yeah, so it's funny because Josh Luber used the card letter 50, which is a hand-picked 50 card index that we put together. Oh, so okay. In, in Luber's manifesto, as it's now called, yes. he used <laughs> 50 cards, uh, the, the card letter 50 card index, which which is a, quite a different thing. I don't think we even had the category indexes at the time that he wrote that. Really? So uh, you do have also have player indexes, though, too. Could you kind of just give a, a quick you know breakdown of what that is? Because this is the one yep. I actually use the probably the most. I don't care about a whole sport, but players I do. Yep. So player indexes are my favorite indexes. Uh, and player indexes are the same thing as a category index, but just narrowed to a player. So if we're talking a guy like Joe Burrow, there's currently 83 cards of Burrow and card ladder. All 83 of those cards are used to compose the Joe Burrow index. And you can see, you know, uh, and by the way, all these indexes go back to the first sale, of the first card that's in that index. So if you're looking at a football index, we that index goes back to 2000. Oh, wow. uh, if you're looking at if you're looking at Joe Burrow, that index goes back, you know, to whenever is the first sale of his first card was recorded. Um, it, so let me follow up on that real quick. Okay. So the reason I like this is, you know, Burrow, his index is up 30 percent. So then there may be a specific card I can't find. And maybe it's a but I can at least use it as a baseline. Hey, if everything else is up an average of 30 percent, this hundred dollar card is probably worth about one hundred and thirty. Now, if there's no recent sales, that's why I like the player index. That's the one I kind of focus on. Exactly. Now, now, let me ask you guys a question. Who do you think over the last 30 days has the top performing index? Joe Burrow is second. <laughs> Thomas Edwards. Oh, yeah, it's got to be Brady, right? Uh, Brady's up there, but Brady is Stafford. not first. No, Stafford it's not. is no Sta Stafford's fifth. That's a that's a that's that would have been the best guess I could have come up. Are we in football? First, football? It is. It is football, and it is a player in the Super Bowl. What? Well, you don't even know the teams of the Super Bowl, so you're not going to have any help here. <laughs> what? Oh, uh, Cam Hill. Akers. Hill. <laughs> Mike's got the right team, and the, he's oh Cooper the cup position got to be the Cooper cup. Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup is up eighty two percent. He had a raw prism gold sell for twenty five hundred dollars two days ago. By the way, raw. So wow. I know this because I know Chris a little bit. He has a. I'm not gonna say. Here's the thing. There's not a lot of people who are as infatuated with other men like I am with Tom. <laughs> sure, but he has something going on with CMC that has become <laughs> one of the most stupid loaded classes in the hobby. And, and it's getting ridiculous. We actually talked about this the other day because it's Cooper Cup, Christian McCaffrey, Deshaun, whenever he's back, and Patrick Mahomes. And I'm sure I'm missing a bunch. What is CMC? So many. Christian Dalvin McCaffrey. Cook. I mean, you, you just. Dalvin Cook. It's just, it's just it's such a loaded class. Unbelievable. Yeah, um, the 2020 is the same thing, but yeah, 2017. So a couple questions. First off, I noticed that in here, besides categories of like the sports, you also, and you've got Pokemon in there there too, but then you've got low end, mid end, high end. How do I use those? Like, what do those represent? Yeah. So low end is any card worth $500 or less. High end is 5,000 or more and mid range is in between at 501 and 4,999. Oh, I see. This is exactly what I was looking for the other day because it was seeming like the more high end stuff had been doing a little better. Some of the lower end stuff wasn't doing as well. And this is, What's amazing is now I can see it on this and it actually shows that exact same thing. The low end cards are doing, they're down about 2%. What is the, the category has the, all these like percentages up or down. What's the time period? Is this over a month? One month. One month. Okay. So over the last month, low end's down 2%. High end is up four and a half percent and mid the, that mid range is basically flat. I think yep. that's really cool to be able to go and find out 
all right, well, if I am going to invest something short term, where's my money going to do the most work? Is it low end? Obviously, probably not the, the right place for that flip. But if you wanted to go into something high end, that might be you might have a decent return. Do you use yeah. this data? Is there a way to use this data? I guess in any capacity to give you an idea for what's going to happen uh, going forward. Oh, well, you know, what's the disclaimer here? Past results are not indicative of future performance. Oh, right. Yeah. That's not, that reminded me of my finance days. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> so I gotta good. say you're getting flushed too, man. <laughs> I can That's leave. The Rose I'll show. go hang out with Veronica. I don't care. You were, so, you were excited to talk to another sports guy. I was. I was excited to talk to another analytics guy. So look at that. We we're both the excited. Perfectly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, style. <laughs> Jesse, you know, the, the problem with indexes is that is that they're generalizations. Yes. So they're smoothing over many different individual instances that are contradicting the general trend. Mm -hmm. So it, indexes maybe can help us, you know, get a general sense of, of a, a category-wide performance, but I would hesitate before taking the performance of a general category and applying it to any specific case. Okay, that's fair enough. I mean, uh, bottom line is when I look at this, I'm, I'm trying to look for trends in the market, you know, and I, that's why I appreciate about, appreciate about this data. Cause it kind of gives us an idea for, Hey, does this look like we're at a bottom or does it look like we're, you know, we just had a peak and now we could experience a drop off the Luber manifesto kind of pointed out a lot of that stuff. It made me think of it a little differently. And what I like that the card ladder 50, even though it's like a handpicked number of cards going back a number of years, it is essentially what he said, which is like it, the market was, if you're looking at this as like a investable stock market type of thing, the market was kind of poised based on the graphs and the sales data that it was going to have a spike. Probably no one expected as big of a spike as it was, but then we're now seeing that leveling off, but it's still continuing. It never dropped below the low point prior to that spike, which is in the investment world is a good sign of a healthy market that's going to continue to grow going forward. So the fact that even since that Luber manifesto came out in the market is still continuing that trend. I'm super excited that, you know, I get to be a part of this because it's not like the bubble that every like family members or people who don't know what's going on in the card market. They may think, Oh, you got in at the, the right time, but now you better get out. Cause it's going to, it's going down from here. I don't think that's the case what at family all. Family members of these. Don't you worry about that family. Well, it's probably my family too. It's your, your father-in-law. Is it really? No, he never said what that. What a weasel. <laughs> his wife's listening to. My mother-in-law listens. You better tell Tim to shut his mouth. <laughs> he yet. didn't say Just that. Just kidding. That's anyway. Gonna, scrub that, Ronick. <laughs> yes. Just kidding. Okay. Uh, me and Chris, again, we're in Clubhouse quite a bit, so I hear I hear some of these topics, and some of these I actually use for content for the show. Uh, there was kind of an interesting discussion the other day. It's amazing. There can be interesting discussions when you put just total wackos in the same room together. <laughs> you Most of it is indiscernible. Yep. I'll tell you that right now. You talk about a train wreck of just vocals. However, the Luca Ja topic came up the other night. Ooh, yes. Uh, you're a Luca guy, and, and rightly so. I mean, Luca is phenomenal. I think he has a chance to be a generational talent. You're low on Ja on court, I think. Uh, not low. I just think he's overrated right now. He's great. He's a great player, but, you know, he, here's my here's my Ja take, and then you guys rip it up. So Morant is an all-star starter. But at the time that the votes were cast, his record was 22 and 15. The, the Grizzlies have a great record going into the all-star voting the, the final day. But, but that's because they went 11 and 2 without him. Right. So he's got a great team. Okay. But his performance is being hyped up and tied to the Grizzlies' success. But 
a third of that season was done without him. His statistics on court are terrific. 26 points, you know, six rebounds, seven assists. Those are borderline MVP caliber numbers. But defensively, according to the defensive impact ratings, such as 538's defensive Raptor, he's bottom 60 players in the NBA that qualify for that statistic. He's a, he's a net negative on defense, and that's tough to do when you're on the ninth best defensive team in the league. So he's a, he's a great player. He's breaking out. He's having a great season. But my take is Luka should have been the starter in the All-Star game over him. Luka played Morant twice this season, average margin of victory, 22.5 points. Luka, Luka averaged a 30-point triple-double when he played against the Grizzlies in those two games. Luka's record at the time the All-Star voting was cast was 22-12, and 12, which is a better record than Ja. He averages two more assists per game, three more rebounds per game, and the same points per game. So my argument was Luka should have been the starter. And the, But the thing that fired me up was that, look, if somebody picked Ja, that's fine. But the NBA media gave zero votes to Luka. They gave more votes to Donovan Mitchell as an all-star starter than they gave to Luka. He got zero. So at that point, I was just like, look, somebody has to say something good in Luka's defense. So I am curious. I, I It's hard to argue with the numbers there on court. Obviously, I'm emotionally a little bit more tied to the, I actually like the Grizzlies and Jazz. So my opinion is useless. Um, but I did. I So I think the discussion then gets interesting in their hobby values. You know, Luka, obviously 2018. So, and, and the reason that's important to me, I think 2018 is the first year that we saw these ungodly populations. Like we were just talking before you came on about Jason Tatum. Yes, base is the devil. Everybody hates base. Everything crashed. It's really not the case. Jason Tatum is the most popular by far out of 2017. Prism, for example, he's less than a quarter PSA 10s of Ja, Trey, Luca, Zion, et cetera. So I, I think the metric really starts from 2018 on. So in that case, I think you're comparing apples to apples. Luca to Trey. And the discrepancy in pricing is still, although I, I, I think there's a discrepancy on court, and, and I, th I think we both agree Ja has to win a series, and then, then maybe we start talking. But the discrepancy in pricing to me seems a little bit out of whack with Ja being too low. Nah, you're you're completely right. Morant is maybe, and this sounds weird to say because so many young players are priced high, but Morant is maybe the most underpriced athlete given what he delivers. He's on the third best team in the West. Their record now is 36 and 18. These guys are going to have home court advantage for at least one series in the playoffs. Dude, the team that they've got, that you guys have got from Desmond Bain to Dylan Brooks when he's healthy. I just, I think you guys are a scrappy team that's going to cause a lot of problems come playoffs. And look, we know this hobby loves winning. You know, Joe Burrow is just going nuts and it's because he's winning. It's not because he did anything spectacular on the field. You know, I was listening to the, uh, the Warren Sharp podcast on the Ringer Network, the new episode they came out with last <laughs> night. And <laughs> they were discussing how Joe Burrow in the second half of that Chiefs game was 11 of 18 completions. He had one touchdown, one pick, and one interception. It's, it's unfathomable to think that you could put up that sort of middling performance and come back against the Kansas City Chiefs in an AFC championship game. Burrow has four touchdowns and two interceptions over the course of the playoffs so far. So, But but with all that said, Burrow's prices are skyrocketing. Yep. Burrow's prices are absolutely Winning games. So, winning games. And so Morant yep. and those Grizzlies, man, if they get into the playoffs and they win a series – they mess around and win two series. Morant is going to, we're going to look back and say Morant was the most undervalued modern player in the hobby. But with mm. that said, there is a Morant NTRPA BGS 9.5 at Golden right now, 225K with the buyer's premium, and it still has a day or two left. 
What's I mean? You have any idea on the history of that car? I'm, I'm not sure. I know his his raw are doing like sixty to eighty or something like that. I mean, what's something yeah. like that expected to go for? Well, I think that's already overshooting the mark. To be honest with you, because the BGS nine recently sold twice for ninety k and seventy eight k two days ago. Oh, so you're talking so three times, th- just potentially about. more. Wow, wow. <laughs> potentially more. It's not even done yet. So maybe on the high end, he is starting to get respect. But you know, Morant's like, what more do you want? The guy's a highlight reel. He 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 hit his head on the backboard <laughs> on a chase down block. Yep. <laughs> what more do you want from a young budding superstar? I just, <laughs> I just think he's kind of the whole package, man. I so agree. I am curious, Chris, are you investing in anything or do you see a certain area of the market where there's a better place to start investing money right now? Ben, you don't want, you want to know the players I recently bought. I bought two Frank Nilakina cards. That, I, I for got the Knicks sports player for the Knicks. <laughs> he, he, he joined the Mavericks. And I, so then we I pulled his logo it. man out of NT last He was a 19 oh. rookie, right? Yeah, uh, he was or a 18? rookie uh, in the Tatum class. Oh, so 17. Yeah, we pulled his non-auto logo, man, and it sold for like, I don't know, we eBayed it. It was like 200 bucks or something stupid low. Yes, Insane. That's, why, like, that, that's why it's fun to like take a long shot on him. I, I picked up his optic gold vinyl rookie one of one and his prism gold just to mess around. Uh, you know, look, man, uh, LeBron James, can we just put LeBron James in this discussion? I've been picking up some of his huh. prism gold stuff. I, I think, you know, look, the Lakers are a train wreck. They're 24 and 27 right now. But as a Mavericks fan, I still don't want to play them in the playoffs, especially if they're healthy. I agree. Uh, That's going to be the best, best, worst seeded team of all time if they get if they hit their stride. No question. I th- think about how crazy it could be. You could ha- you could have a Suns Lakers rematch from last year. They played as well. Like it'd be, it could be like a one eight this year. And, and if the Lakers are at full health, I'll take the Lakers. Man, I just I would not want to see him. But you know, I you know, uh, Mike alludes back. I like collecting Christian McCaffrey. Um, you know, I've been who else have I been looking? At? I picked up a nice Michael Jordan recently. I don't know, Jesse. I'm all over the place, man. Well, the I, reason- I take a, a, a long term approach. You know, if, if something goes up or down, the short term, whatever. It is interesting to know, though, that you are, it sounds like a lot of it is basketball because that's kind of what we were talking about before you came on yep. is like that could be a good buying opportunity now because it is like, like we talked about, NFL's kind of taken over the scene as far as like gaining a lot of people's attention, pulling away from other sports, including basketball. Not and, me. Tom's retiring. I'm done with all of them. <laughs> and then you got the fact that the, you know, there haven't been as many headlines or stories in basketball and we're just about getting to the playoffs. So it sounds like, Maybe this is a good buying opportunity because we're seeing lows and we're seeing all the things that are going to lead to typically more interest in that hobby and more interest in cards in that hobby. So I've got one. And again, I think this is fitting because you're a McCaffrey guy, obviously a notable running back. I I am curious just your thoughts on non-QBs. You know, obviously we've seen their market. It's better now than it's been. Cooper Cup gets some serious love now. Justin Jefferson, you know, Derek Henry for a while really got some love. I don't think it's going to extend further. Like, I don't think all of a sudden AP becomes a guy because I, I just don't think they're going to go back in time like that. But guys, active top five, top 10 guys at position players of position players. What do you think the market is on those guys two, five years out? You know, what's kind of your overall thought there? Yeah, well, use my tale as a cautionary one. I started collecting Chris McCaffrey two years ago, and he's played about five total NFL regular season games. <laughs> nice job, McGill. He's, <laughs> he's, he's only 25 years old. So, like, I mean, that's very frustrating. Uh, Derrick Henry, man, he was, you know, we were hearing, 
Hall of Fame lock, going to break mm-hmm. the records for rushing yards this year. And all of a sudden he goes down with a very scary foot injury, the same foot injury that Zion Williamson has. So there's just, with, at the skills position, these guys get ground into dust. You know, people like to measure the performance of running backs by how many touches they get per game. But it's not about the touches. It's about the fact that they're pass protection and they're blocking. And they're just, you know, <laughs> these guys get ground to dust over the course of an NFL season. So I, th- you have to be worried about that. You look, look like a guy like DeAndre Hopkins, you know, him going out, like, you know, the Cardinals needed him mm-hmm. to, to be the full. And, and he went out and the team tanked and people just you know, overlooked him and stuff. So like skills position stuff, it's just really scary because you worry about guys getting hurt, but they're so cheap. Right, <laughs> they're yeah. so, they, they are so affordable relative to the stud quarterbacks that, you know, sometimes it's fun to take a chance, but but go in with your eyes wide open, I suppose. Understand that there's a risk when you're collecting these guys like me jumping into McCaffrey that he might, you know, he might never be fully healthy again. All right, here's the one totally out of left field that I did not mention to anybody before this. Uh-oh. I know you're a big Jordan guy. You're not going to... I'd be shocked if you've heard of this card, actually. Actually, maybe you have. Yeah. The, the 80... Is it 84 star? Is the 84, 84 his rookie? Star? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Do you know the actual story with this? I've heard rumors and like they kept printing. Is this something you are comfortable speaking on or is it kind of speculation? Not really. Uh, like what, what part about it? So yeah, I, I know that they were issued in team bags and the yep. basics. Yeah, I know the story, but why don't you tell everybody else the story? Sure, for the other so people. Don't everybody know. Else this is for me and Chris. You yeah, already no. know this, Jess. <laughs> I mean, basically what I've heard and, and fairly confirmed is even after they lost, I guess it was licensing at the time, they continued to produce the cards in team sets that were handed out at, what, at games, right? And Ops, so, yep. who are we talking about? Star is the name oh, of the company. Oh, Star is the company. Correct. Oh, I see. Okay. But this would be his, this was two years prior to his 86 flare. Okay. And the reason companies won't authenticate anymore, although, does PSA still grade those or no? I know BGS doesn't. Only BGS. Oh, BGS does. Okay. Okay. And so, the reason I've been told is because there's no way to tell if this card was printed in 84 like it was supposed to be or if they did it a couple years later because it would have been the same ink, same same paper quality, same press. Oh, there's but a rumor even that they it, printed it years and, after. And they definitely did. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm always just curious. Like, is that the same kind of rumor mill, I don't know, speculation that you've heard? Because people ask us about Star, and I never know enough to speak confidently on that one. Yeah. Uh, here's what I can offer on that. Um, BGS is the company that's been entrusted by Michael Jordan collectors to grade that card. They were trained by Steve Taft, who is, uh, you know, recognized as the expert in authenticating those cards. There certainly were fakes that were counterfeited and created in the eighties. And for all we know, maybe they're still being created. And it, it, the rumor has something to do with the printing plates were used or something. It's like they're, they're actually pretty good counterfeits. Okay. So how did you know I, that you know, so well? Like that wasn't a planted question. Like you knew data and who trained who to grade stuff. <laughs> well, but, I just looked up half of that stuff while you guys were talking, but also because uh, being a Michael Jordan collector, like this is um, this is part of the lore of Michael Jordan collecting. But like I also looked up the pop reports too. Like so, this eighty four star one on one Jordan, the BGS nine five is a pop three. The BGS nine is a pop seventy two, and then the BGS eight five is a pop 245. So like that's always been the big allure of this card is that it's so much more difficult to find in good condition. Hmm. Like there, there's a lot of Frankenstein copies that just got the huge forehead and a very small amount of space at the bottom. So they, they don't really, 
it, to find a nicely centered high grade BGS copy, you're only looking at several hundred to ever exist. So if you can mm. get past the concerns about the counterfeiting and stuff, there are Jordan collectors out there who, who really like this card. It was his first NBA licensed card. But the big argument is that it was not issued in packs. So the argument for the 86 Fleer being the true rookie is that it came out of packs. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, more okay. late than I had. Uh, question, you got a few minutes for mailbag? Oh, let's do it. I, this was what I was waiting for. Oh. I, so oh. I don't I don't cheat like Chris does. I go in blind, <laughs> but that's fine. Um, I'm going to pull it up here. And hey, before we jump off of it, can I make a request for the card letter, uh, like at least on the desktop? Can we make... Uh, yes. Can, can, is, can you not organize the not data or make it where I can organize the data? Like where if I wanted to view the monthly percent change in all the players, I can put that in order from top to bottom or, you know, vice versa. Same thing with like the volume and number of cards. Is that possible? So it is. Um, we doesn't, we don't have the full fledged functionality that you just specified. So I'll have, I'll collect that from you in specificity after the show. But if you go to the dashboard and you click this little circle in the top right, from the dashboard, it will let you customize the dashboard. So you can actually, you know, display oh. sales volume or not. You can show the daily sales oh. recap or not. There's like 10 different things that you can decide oh. to display or not. If you say, oh, one more time, you're, oh. <laughs> you're fired. I love that. Okay. I, love I didn't realize I could customize my dashboard. That's pretty cool. Okay. You know, Jesse, one thing we have a problem with, like we have so many things and features that we do and like we have no, we totally fail at communicating it to people. So <laughs> I'm going to task you, Jesse. Yes. As a hobby content creator was spreading the gospel about <sighs> organizing a dashboard. If oh you my would and he so called high. you content creator, not influencer, because I hate that word. I am I so appreciate that. So by the content. way, I pitch this to Christina like once a month, car ladders on the show for the same sort of thing. Is this doable? Oh yeah. <sighs> oh, I would love to, man. We we need, we don't we don't have a fraction of the reach that you guys do. So like we need to come on here and say things like use sales history, please. Like, sure. <laughs> like yeah. there's, it's a very helpful feature that nobody seems to know about yet. No, um, I, I, we hey, do you want to do these? We have like these three quick notes. You want to do those after mailbag or before? Let's go ahead and let's do them. Let's knock them out and then we'll hit mailbag. How about we that? have a YouTube show now, Chris? I don't know if you know about this. Bobby Witt oh, Jr. Bobby Witt Jr. ripped some mosaic football with us. So that's under sports cards nonsense. It dropped today. Uh, we're giving away all the stuff from the pack based on the fact that he's shipping that back to us and tracking, <laughs> not updated. Bobby Witt Jr. going on the scammers list. We'll go ahead and reach we'll out to him his agent. Yeah. I, I'm mm -hmm. going to reach out to the community. I've already decided. <laughs> uh, and then next week, we're calling it, I said we, I typed this in like 10 seconds ago, Super Week. Are we calling See? it? We're calling it Super Week? You can't call it Super Bowl I, Week. If you use those no, two yeah, words together, no. somebody stabs an aunt. A bowl so. of super. Yeah. Super yeah, of super. so me and Jesse will be in LA starting Tuesday. We'll be there all the way through Saturday night. Aforementioned Simmons will be avoiding us like the plague because he's <laughs> busy. Fine. Uh, but we're going to hit up a couple of the card shops. We're going to yep. be on Radio Row, the LA Live Center with Panini, that whole thing. So that, there's going to be a whole big thing next week on YouTube pretty much every day. And then you've got the winner from TikTok. Yes, PSA too for... Hang on, you can't say that with Chris here. <laughs> he works Obviously. for He works on... How dare you? You own BSA? I can't remember yes, how it goes. It's Chris and Nat. Make your announcement. <laughs> um, guys, when we run these giveaways, when we do all of the, like, hey, we're doing a giveaway or comment here and you can win this. We give these things away. However, if you don't come back and respond to like, hey, we need your email address or something like that. I keep the cards. It makes it very simple. hard to give that away to you. Very simple for me On to make the, money, though. The last YouTube video... Um, I think Jason from Panini said he was going to give away five NFT packs. 
We uh, put the names up. We commented on your comment on YouTube. We made a comment with your names. One person responded back. Give them all Four the packs. Four people haven't. If he doesn't get back to if we don't hear by the end of the week, we're giving all the packs to the one guy who responded. I, I think that's only fair. All right, let's go but to mailbag. That being said, our winner for the TikTok is Olide86. We commented on your comment. Just all you have to do is that's message us back. Anthony we'll, Edwards Prism SGC 10. There you go. Mailbag. Go. Mailbag. All right. Uh, what do you guys, what's your poison, Instagram or Facebook? No, Facebook. Well, oh, whatever you want to do. He's, Chris has seen Instagram, so I don't know. Oh, that's where he stole that from? Yes. He's yes. all over there. So maybe Instagram. you should go with Facebook then, so yep. I don't have a head start. Don't it's even. Ridiculous. Stop looking over my shoulder, Chris. Um, all right. look over your shoulder if I tried, unless you were laying down. You've gotten taller, I feel like. Um, that's a lie. You're shorter. Do you think? Uh, no, I don't. Um, let's go with Jeff Ng. More well dressed though. I saw you showed you the new shirt again today. I'm wearing a Geo Breaks hoodie, bro. I got a whole new wardrobe, Chris, for LA. My wife took me shopping. Okay, Jeff Uh, (laughs) Ng. Jeff Ng wants to know take me through the process for how a new card is added to the database. How does joining with Collectors Universe and PSA change this process? And lastly, will it speed up or remain the same? This is for Chris. This is for Chris. (laughs) I think, yeah, I think we can safely say it's Chris's question. Keep it short and sweet. Uh, The selection process is either, you know, we feel there's good reason to add cards. Like we added a couple new Cooper Cup cards recently. We're adding the marble sets and we work off of the submissions list where people can upload cards that they want to see and submit cards that they want to see in the database. The process itself, you know, just involves locating a nice crisp picture of the card, designing a good search query, finding background information to plug into the references section, sharing checklists with people, stuff like that. And then curating and vetting the sales history, which is probably the most time consuming part. But once it's done, it's done. Uh, what, now that we've got the five PSA researchers who are converting and joining our team, uh, the the process for adding any individual car is not going to speed up, but we have five more people working on it where to this point, we really only had two part-time research efforts working on it. So that's awesome. It, it is the, the database should grow pretty rapidly. Uh, I don't know, over the next three to four months, but it, there's going to be a learning curve as well where the new guys are getting acclimated. It takes time. So someone seasoned at doing that process. How long does it take per card to add? It only depends. Yeah. If it's like uh, these Marvel cards that I've been adding recently um, that, you know, I have like four historical sales that can be done in five minutes. If, if it's, you know, one of these, uh, you know, like a 69 tops Wilt PSA seven or something that's got, you know, a few hundred sales in the sales history that could take 20 minutes, you know, or it, it, wow. it depends just kind of on how robust the sales history is for the card. Got to respect the time commitment. Um, all right. Michael CM Frome. We're getting a lot of our old guys coming back and asking questions here. Um, let me see. Well, he directed this towards Mike, but I think Chris can uh, gauge his opinion here. Any initial thoughts on top series one decent buy or wait for Chrome? Oh, I think it's a good buy every year. I, and I think this is the first year. It won't go crazy because people are worried about base and wanders in it. Okay. I don't know who else is in it, but I know wander is the man. Any opinion from you, Chris? Zero. You do not even want an opinion from me on baseball. <laughs> Perfect. I like that. Smarter than Chris. Made see it that? easy you for us. <laughs> Point, um, Mike. Daniel Goad, can we get a follow-up? Uh, oh, can we get a follow-up from the last podcast on Center Stage? Because we said we were going right after that. We oh, said we were going to yes. do that. We're doing Instagram live. live today. We'll do the identification Right as soon as the podcast today. is done, brought, we're going to do that. Yeah, because I don't want softballs. I brought some real cards that we can throw into there and test it. Okay. bombs, I can go nuts on Instagram live. Well, no. The cool app yeah. as well. I, I Have you seen John this? Weed. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah our, that's our cool. contact there, too. Yeah. Oh, yep. cool. Um, all right. Let's see. Uh, as someone 18 months back into the hobby, 
with all the various amounts of parallels and variations of cards, coupled with the vast amounts of premium Chrome type of products, do you think there is really going to be much value in current paper products five to 10 years down the road? If so, which ones? Who first, Jesse? I want to, I want you to go first because Mike's just staring at me blankly. So <laughs> you're loving, you're <laughs> loving that you get to direct this, by the way. <laughs> One right of the best uh, paper products is Contenders Football. And I don't see that one going out of style anytime soon. So I think there's always going to pl- be a place for paper products. I also love uh, Chronicles. I love Chronicles in all the sports. Um, but, you know, when I made that pitch to the new owner of Tops, uh, Josh Luber, when he was on our little Friday night show a few weeks ago, he was he he, he was basically on the precipice of saying Chronicles is trash. Oh, so I, I don't know if he likes that product or not. Or I told him I needed to send him a box. But I think there's good paper products out there, man. I, 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 there are, but you just got to you got to be discerning which with which ones you open up and grade and so on. Okay. Yeah, and for baseball, I mean, Series 1, Series 2, and Update. Those are always going to be flagship. Those aren't going anywhere. Okay. Um, Cole Benz wants to know, what are your thoughts on investing in Bo Bichette? Could his value be hampered by playing on the same team as Vlad? Thanks for the great content. Yep. I think he's a good player, but I think you're going to see the same thing long-term that we've seen already happen with like Louis Robert and Eloy. Eloy's just as good, a much more powerful bat. But in general, we accept one major star that sells really high. And I think that's going to, I mean, Vlad is next level type guy. So I think he's always going to be in that shadow, but I think there's value there. I think he's a very good player. So Chris thoughts? doesn't do baseball. Oh, Don't yeah. ask never, mind, just, never mind. I just wrote down what Mike said. <laughs> <laughs> so that all makes sense to me. Okay. Cool. I like lamp. <laughs> You just saying. Um, <laughs> all right, I'm gonna do one more from this. I'm gonna jump over to Instagram. Um, Danny Ginevan. Oh, this is like the minivan. You want to just do one more <laughs> so you could butcher a name? It's good. Ginevan. Um, Olympics. Any interest? Do you do you have any interest yourself over there, Chris? No. No. Agreed. I am actually. I care about the curling. I no. want to watch that. Is that when they slide crap and somebody brooms the floor? There are curling cards out there, and I think we talked to Luber about that. That he has curling cards. What? He doesn't like Chronicles, but he likes people sleeping on a floor. He likes all the okay. same stuff that I like. He likes the celebrity and the like offshoot sport ones. I don't trust Those are it. Cool. Um, all right, cool. So let's jump over to Instagram because they had some pretty good ones. Um, you want to do three more. Uh, I guess we'll do that if that's what you want to do. That's what I, mean, I want to do. Wow. Attitude much. We can't keep the guy all day. Attitude It's because he looks like he doesn't have a job. He does. He's a CEO. <laughs> See? Um, oh, I like this question. I don't know how much Chris will be able to. Well, you've got YouTube, right? <laughs> I, th- I, th- I thought you were going to be like, I don't know how much Mike's going to know. About <laughs> uh, Kay uh, Hutch 013 asks, do these card YouTubers really make enough money slash profit to go to shows across America given the cost of flight, food, hotel, etc.? Oh, we've talked to Ryan about that. Our guy. I think I, I, if they're referencing Ryan, like, because he flies to a card show every week on our YouTube show, uh, he is also an analyst. I don't know how many people are doing this 100% full time. I think we yeah, are like some card of the collect, few. Card Collector 2 is doing a full time, obviously. Yeah, sure. But as far as like, there's how many out there content creators? That's slash? not that's not their main source. I mean, if they're in the space, exactly. I think okay, we've got a shop or we're a breaker and we do that too. I think there's plenty of those. But yeah, in terms of like, we're just going there to make content. I can't imagine that's a full time job for anybody. Um. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I, I think I. That's our experience, at least. That most people have other jobs on the on the side. Um. Let's see, Vargas Sports Cards. Any tips on how to start an eBay store? Vargas was the name of the opposite of Newman 
in oh. <laughs> in, in opposite world to Seinfeld, Hello, Bizarro World. Yeah, is that was that the question? Yeah, that was the, who played Vargas. Uh, going to start selling cards there, so anything will help. Thanks. Use a consigner. <laughs> Just <laughs> anything about, my advice. You know anything about an eBay store? Uh, build up your feedback by buying stuff first, so that you're not trying to sell stuff with a zero feedback score. Build up some feedback, buy stuff. That's actually then, helpful. See, Mike, that's what a helpful answer looks like. Thank like, you. Nobody wants to buy something for something with zero <laughs> feedback. You know, get your feedback that's score true. up and then start small. Ship, start humbly, start small. Ship super fast. I would say that. Good oh, that's soup. great advice, too. Um, sports card therapist. This question is for you, Chris. Um, or maybe it's just a compliment. I don't see a question mark. Okay. Chris we is don't one of the that. best guys in this hobby, a wealth of information down to earth. Did you plant that? There's Let's no just question. Read all those. Yeah. Yeah. I did share your mailbag to my story, and I think that he may have just done that. We never allowed you to do such a thing. Um, it's funny that we share stuff to our story. I don't remember being called it. <laughs> <laughs> When's the last time I got a compliment? Uh, Matt Bubar. Like oh, Matty B. Matty oh. B works for the NFL Network. Oh, I don't think this is the same Bubar, Mike. Oh, you know what? You are correct. Different okay. Bu- yeah. I was looking at this. I was like, yep. what the hell? There's a fake Matt Bubar out. Correct. Isn't Bubar the elephant? Do you guys remember that elephant kid show? I don't know what you're talking about. Someone uh, comments on this episode. There's no comments on this episode. Um, I recently sold a Jimmy G rookie auto on eBay via best offer before the NFC championship, but the buyer never paid. I suspect they were waiting to see the outcome of the game. Have you seen this happen before? Thoughts? Oh, yeah. That happens. And then people return things when somebody gets injured real quick. The new eBay stuff is supposed to cut down on this, although I don't know how you're going to. And that's why we're building our app to sell on. Don't sell on eBay. Sell with us. There you go. Boom, bam. Good soup. Good soup. Move Chris, along. any other thoughts? Nope. You good? Yeah, I've got another thought for you. I can't wait till your app comes out. And uh, <laughs> it's the talk of the uh, it's the talk of Clubhouse. Oh so let's go. Bring it on. Let's go. go. All right. Did um, you just pull a $3 auto out of a break? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> All right. Uh, let me let me throw one more out. Um, okay. That's not self-serving. Uh, let's see. Hi, it's Chris. <clears throat> non, all right. Not, non-baseball question. S. James Haney wants to know Kyrie Irving thoughts, past, present, future. You want this one? Mm, Neither of you have a good answer. Past, (laughs) I mean, he was obviously great and instrumental in winning a championship. Okay. He's also publicly admitted he thinks the earth is flat. So, (laughs) (laughs) strike one. Wait, Um, it's not present. uh, You know, you know my stance. I don't care about your stance on things, I don't think it should affect a whole big thing, but some people would argue that the issue of vaccine is more important than a job. And so I don't really care about that. No matter why, what the reasoning is, it's a detriment to the team. I mean, Harden is now talking about potentially wanting a trade. If that team's correct, it's great. There's also a lot of guys who dislike him. I don't care if you agree with him, disagree with him. That is the overall sentiment in the hobby. And that's why his prices are affected. So I I worry about a guy like that in the hobby in terms of hobby value, because if people don't like you, it's going to affect pricing. If he gets right and, and is, able to actively participate mm-hmm. that team's winning a championship and his hobby value is going to go nuts rebuttal chris no he nailed it okay I, it's, it, it, I, the one thing i might have added at the end was like yeah but like the hobby loves winning right and they've got in then but mike said it so i just think yeah that that covers all the bases there okay um i feel like that was over our allotment of questions i do want to point out when we opened the show before Chris came on, you said you wanted to ask him about Ben Simmons and Bradley Beal. I forgot it. I don't really care anymore. 
Yeah. <laughs> For people who are hanging on from the beginning, I apologize to you. Drop off now and never <laughs> listen again. Uh, I did comment on your, I think you shared on your story about the Tatum Tatum Brown run that the Celtics have yeah. been on. Yeah, we kind of broke down their card letter stuff. I'm, I'm intrigued to see what their stuff does. I've got a little bit of both, so I'll be curious. Dude, the hobby is not woke to the fact that the Boston Celtics are tearing it up right now. Best net rating in the league over the last 15 games. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised at all to see their stuff start spiking when the mainstream starts putting a spotlight on them. I think we're about to see Tatum, Jalen stuff spike just after this podcast alone. So I just want to see them avoid the Nets first round. That's the only thing that if you, uh, I'll be honest. I, I like, I think they have at least a fighting chance against any other team in the East, including Milwaukee. I don't think it's hit their stride yet. I, I, although I don't want them first round. I think it gets weird though. Cause the nets, who knows a lot of injury history there. It's possible. So I don't know. We were thinking like the first week of a month having you on here. Is that we'll talk your people, our people first of March sometime around there. Negotiable. Oh boy. I don't know he's, he's slow playing. He's using those big he's words. He's smiling. He's using, that, I think lo- he he's using yes. that lawyer vocabulary. I think it means yes. I don't like we'll it see. at all. All right. Well, there you Chris, go. That thanks is, for coming on, man. Appreciate that is it. Chris, the thanks CEO of Card Ladder. This is Sports Cards Nonsense brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network powered by Spotify. The whole thing runs because Ronick has facial hair. We determined that early. Obvious. We'll be back Monday and Thursday next week, and then we'll be live on YouTube pretty much every day next week with content because we're going to be in LA. We may be on the field. Is don't, that a tease? Don't. We're getting on the field. See you next it's week. It's official. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.